Good morning. Oh, golly, bright lights. That's all right. Oh, you're welcome. That's great. Some people are ready to receive. <laughs> okay, are you ready? You're not even asking what are you ready for, are you? Ha, ha, ha. All right, if you're looking for a title of my message this morning, it's Revival Readiness. Ooh. Now we're getting serious. As we enter 2023. My God, we're getting... I'm not going to say that. (laughs) But this year, the message that I have this morning is partly... A prophetic word. It's partly a prophetic message, but it's also the interpretation of a dream that I had in August last year that um, the Lord won't leave me alone regarding that. But that's okay. But this year will begin with a renewed emphasis on revival for this church, for this nation, and the nations of the world. But the emphasis is going to be completely and solely driven by the Holy Spirit. And he is going to reveal himself in ways that we have not yet seen. Are you ready to raise the bar? Are you ready to open your eyes to a different level of Holy Spirit activity? Because it's not going to be same old, same old. It's not going to be the way that it's always been because that can become a little bit, oh, here we go again. But my expectation has been raised considerably since I received the dream that I'm going to be talking about today. That there is something going on in the body of Christ that is Holy Spirit driven that is going to begin to attack your mindset. It's going to bring a change into the way that you think and the way that you approach your Christianity, if you like. But it's going to come in a way that you're not going to be even ready for unless your eyes are open to see what he is capable of doing. He's preparing his church for revival that it will be unprecedented in its power, unprecedented in its scope and its influence throughout this nation and the nations of the world. We have to be ready for that. We have to be able to declare one to the other, are you ready to receive more than you've ever received at any other time in your Christian history or in your life? We have to be ready for that. You know, the revival in Jerusalem of the day of Pentecost was the greatest revival of all time. No revival since has ever been so sudden in its appearing. No revival since has ever been so impacting in the effect that it had. And no revival since has been so lasting in its results. 120 disciples were suddenly impacted by the Holy Spirit. The nature of those gathered was changed in an instant. The bold gifts of speech and spiritual insight and spiritual understanding were suddenly imparted to them. Suddenly. We have to be ready for suddenlies. The suddenlies of the Spirit of God. 
If you're not ready, you're going to get shocked. If you're not ready, it's going to miss you altogether. The challenge is that we have to be ready. These 120 plus people were impacted by a remarkable increase in zeal. A remarkable increase in love. And a remarkable increase in devotion. These are the things that the body of Christ are being prepared for now. Zeal for the house of the Lord. Zeal for the house of the Lord. Zeal for the house of the Lord. Can I say it again? Zeal for the house of the Lord. Zeal and love for Him and for those around about us and for those that we don't even know yet. He's going to bring us to a place where we will be totally devoted to Him and His cause. That's what zeal for the house of the Lord is. Within a few hours of the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved. I like that. Uh, Where are we going to put them? How are we going to lead them? How are we going to train them? How are we going to disciple them unless we're ready? Every day, conversions took place. It wasn't just a one-time 3,000. Some days there were dozens. Some days there were hundreds. And even thousands were added to the ranks of the disciples following the day of Pentecost. The event didn't just last a short season, but it continued in Jerusalem for years. It also spread as revival birth missionaries went out in all directions. These missionaries birthed revivals which led to the formation of New Testament churches all throughout the known world. Every city of importance in the Roman Empire experienced the influence of the movement of God during the years that followed. This outpouring not only began the spread of Christianity throughout the known world, but its influence reached down through time to you and I, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Such were the effects of the revival that began in Pentecost. I can hear seatbelts being buckled. (laughs) Wow. Although Pentecost cannot historically be repeated any more than the resurrection of Jesus Christ can be repeated, but we must continually experience the ongoing power of Pentecost, the complete and total and ongoing infilling of the Spirit of God. So that people will walk in the door, one after the other, in families, in groups, speaking in tongues, with such a readiness to experience the power and the authority of the Spirit of God at work in the house. How zealous can we be? I don't know, to quote you. How zealous can we be? I don't know. Let's find out. Is that... that Correct. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) Listen to this. Acts chapter 1, verse 14 to 16. And they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, it says, 
and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had yet to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide to those who arrested Jesus. Constantly in prayer. Should those getting ready for the coming revival do any less than what was going on prior to the day of Pentecost? I love this scripture, Acts chapter 2, 17 to 20. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Are you ready to be poured out upon? That's two. I think we need more than that. Are you ready to be poured out upon? Oh, they are awake. See, the two woke the rest of you up. Isn't that wonderful? I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Even today, God is revealing himself in ways and he will do so in these ways and he will do so in a far greater way as he prepares his church for the return of Jesus. One of the things that I've, I've been asking the Lord is, what we have thus far, is that it? And every time I ask the question, he comes back with the same answer. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Paraphrased a la Ross, of course. He doesn't speak like that. Well, he might do. <laughs> So Christ gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And that really is the, the preamble to the dream that I had, and this was early morning on the 25th of August, 2022. And I'd been having a series of, of dreams and visions right throughout the year prior to this particular one. But I had to get up and go and write this down. And it was a month after I received this that I began to get an understanding by the Spirit of God what it actually meant. Now, this is a very serious, a very serious dream. So I don't want you to laugh. Hmm. I was standing at the side of this long hall. And all along were these tables of food. This amazing smorgasbord of choice. You like that, Belle? <laughs> choice. Amazing array of food. So much food that people were looking at this and go, where do I begin? How do I choose what to take? And then as I watched, a few people began to help themselves to little bits of salad and some vegetables and some braised beef and rice and 
lovely little bits like that. But however, what I actually saw was there wasn't a dinner plate in sight. There were just little side plates. And they were going along and they were picking up little, little bits. I think the greenery was just to keep mum happy. Or your wife. Picking up and just putting little bits on, on their plate. And then as I scanned along to the end of the table, here was this incredible pile of the most amazing roast beef. Oh, it looks so good. So good. But one of the things that I began to see is that a few people came and they picked all the little crispy bits from the end of the roast. But all of the beautiful, succulent, moist slices of roast beef they pushed to the side and kept looking for all these little bits of, you know what I'm talking about, come on now, come on, yeah, you've done it, haven't you, guys, and some ladies, you've chosen those bits that are so tasty and crunchy and but all the other stuff, you don't want to touch that. It was all moved aside. But then I moved toward the area that was reserved for desserts. <laughs> you always get a reaction, don't you, Glenda? Glenda's a dessert. But here's all these desserts and pastries and every sugary sweet treat imaginable. But this is where most of the people were. You couldn't get near this food because of the crowd. They were digging into this assortment and it made anybody who was a little bit late or a little bit tardy or still finishing off their crispy bits, they had difficulty getting near there. But the interesting thing that I found is that people had bypassed the stack of dessert bowls and they'd bought dinner plates. And I looked at this and I thought, this is ridiculous. I have a savoury palate, so it doesn't really interest me that much. But what they were looking for were the things that made them feel good. Sugar. Give them a high. But the little dessert bowls were not enough. They wanted much, much more than those bowls could hold, so they picked up these dessert plates. And they were using those. And that was the end of the dream. Apart from this, the Lord declared, I am bringing about a change of diet for my people. My fivefold gifts are coming to the fore, and they will bring with them a change of diet that will bring about the maturing of the saints. Wow. Wow. It was almost exactly a month later, on the 24th of September, that I began to receive the change of diet dream and the interpretation thereof. And this is, I'm just going to read it as he gave it to me. The Lord declares, I am greatly concerned by the diet many in my body have been feeding on. 
It has been too easy to separate their likes and dislikes and dine only on the tastes that suit their overindulged palates and have been choosing what they have been feeding on according to their soulish desires. Through the influence of the many voices speaking into wide open ears, it is not difficult for my people to eat their fill of all manner of food that brings little, little to the process of maturity. I am about to deal with the overfilled tables being presented by many voices. I am bringing into focus the voices I have anointed for the days you are entering, valuable voices that will provide a diet that will bring about a rapid change in the growth and maturity of the saints. I am bringing about a change of diet for my people through the establishing of many fivefold teams working together to provide a table that will speed up the equipping of my people for works of service. I have provided all that is needed for my body to be built up and to reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of my son and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of his fullness. It is now up to my body to choose what I have provided and learn to discern what is from my mouth and what is from the mouth of those who wish to profit from my people or those who have an agenda that will draw the undiscerning into error. I will highlight even more the need for the separation between soul and spirit in the lives of my people. Choose wisely, for time is short and my son will soon be returning for a mature bride." Listen to the wise counsel of the gifts I have given to my church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Many will come in my name, and in pride they will use persuasive words that will undermine the faith of many. And then he said, listen to the words of my servant Paul. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 3 to 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence of all human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but in a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. And he continued, My agenda will become the emphasis for the fivefold teams I am establishing throughout the earth. The table my fivefold teams will set before my body will be available to those who have a different kind of ear and for those who will focus their eyes on my precious son. My word will again be uncompromisingly taught and preached from my pulpits, for my word is alive and it's active. My word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. My word will judge the thoughts and attitudes of every heart. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. And then he quoted Revelation 2 verse 7. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. What I'd like us to do 
if you're willing, if you would stand with me this morning. I've got nothing else to say, but I do know the Spirit of God has. There is something going on in the hearts of many of you right now that even though the, the dream may have been a little bit hilarious, you may have been convicted because of what I spoke about and the, the way that you approach a smorgasbord. But how often do we look on the internet? Or how often do we listen to podcasts? How often do we choose what tickles ears? We choose what suits our palate, but we set aside those things that will cause maturity to come into our lives. What I'd like to do, what I'd like you to do this morning is that if that has impacted your life, I want you to make a statement by coming to the front this morning and say, Lord, this year things are changing. This year I will be guided by you. Not by the internet, not by the podcast, not by this speaker or that speaker, that speaker but by the Spirit of God speaking into my life and bringing about the maturity that only He can bring so that we can be ready to receive the Lord when He returns. He's not coming back for Sunday school. He's not coming back for the immature. He says, I'm coming back for my mature bride. And we need revival readiness to be impacting our lives right now so that we can listen with an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church this morning. If you can respond to that, I ask you and I invite you to come. Now we've been involved with this church for 23 years. And we've watched the growth and we've watched the impact of some amazing ministries. We've watched the growth and the spirit of those who are committed to bringing the spirit of God to bear into every part of the church life. But I am firmly and totally convinced that we're going to a different level this year the Holy Spirit is taking us to places that we've not seen before the Holy Spirit is bringing us to places and taking us into places that if we have an ear to hear we will follow and we will be directed by him Wow. Now, I just, if you're on the, the prayer team, don't feel as though you have to minister this morning, but I'm going to ask just a few people if they would come and they would begin to lay hands. And I'm going to ask Pastor Seth, Lewis, both of you, Gary and Marie. 
wonderful Jesus. Malcolm, would you come? Praise your name. Hallelujah. Tim, would you be available? No pressure. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've been sitting on this message for, for a wee while. And even though it may sound firm, I think it's time for firm. I think it's time to allow change to, to impact our lives personally. And as we allow that to happen, the change will come corporately into the life of this church. And I am jealous for this house. I am zealous for the house of the Lord. Praise your name. Praise your name. Wonderful Jesus. Saul and Cheryl, would you come? Would you, would you pray? Would you pray for something? That'd be fantastic. Thank you. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's great to have some of the Northern Hills people here this morning. It's great to have you here, Caleb. Wonderful Jesus. Now, I'm just going to put the microphone down because I, I want to pray for some people. If you feel just have a seat. We're not in any great rush this morning. But this is my prayer. Father, I thank you for the impact of every word that comes from your mouth. Touch lives and hearts and minds this morning. That, Lord, there would be a new rising in the hearts and in the spirits of the men and women and the young people of this house to pray, to prepare for revival personally and corporately. For the sound of the Spirit to be heard loud and clear. For the words of the Spirit of God to impact lives to such a degree that massive change takes place without the intervention of man, without a prophecy, without a prayer, but Lord, just a laying down of every single life that says, I want more. Lord, I want more of you. I want more in my life and I want more through my life that those around about me will be impacted by what you have done in me that I can impart into the lives of those around me within the area of my influence. Whether it's in my workplace, in the life of the church, in my neighborhood, wherever it happens to be, 
because I want to serve you with everything within me. Every gift, every calling, everything that you've placed within my life, I want to see bear fruit like never before. And Lord, I pray that, Father, this will be our portion. In the precious name of Jesus.